Desperate Housewives Fan Podcast, episode number 10. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Desperate Housewives fan podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. Tonight, we're going to be taking a look at season one. Yes, we are. Season one, episode, I think, 20, 21, 22, and 23. What do you think about that? Sounds fun. Let's do it. All right, Stephanie. Yes. So we have had ourselves a night off from doing the Desperate Housewives show live. Yes. However, we chose instead of just sitting around relaxing, enjoying ourselves, we decided to go ahead and do a little Desperate Housewives season one marathon. Well, I thought it was about time you finished season one. I'm glad we did. It's good, isn't it? It is very good. I really thoroughly enjoyed the final episodes of the season, and I'm very sad to see Rex go. I know. I'm very so sad. sad. Now, I have to say, it had to have been easier for you, knowing that she's, knowing that Bree's married to, to Orson mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So, I, I think that in that case, knowing that she's married to him in the future, it may have been a little easier for you than it was. Perhaps, but I... For us first-time-arounders when... Yeah. The only thing that I have, though, is there's nothing that could ease the fact that when he died, he thought that she was the one who killed yeah, him. That that's, that That is hard, and it's sad, and I still... And that she thought that he betrayed her trust. Yeah. That one final time by going around saying things yeah. up to his doctor friends. That, I, I that there's. But I think that she was ready to to put that behind them, and fr- from the scene in the hospital. Yeah, she says the best is yet to come. Yeah, but I, the the fact that that there was you, that yeah. unspoken, you know, everything. So I can now I can finally tell you because you've seen it. Is that the the one I've been I've been. Um, talking about the one particular part of the story that was an actual reality in Mark Cherry's life. And that was when um, Bree made the bed when Rex was having the heart attack before taking him to the hospital. That's an actual factual part of Mark Cherry's life. I believe it was, I want to say it was his mom, but it may have been another family member. I'd have to really, I'd have to go back and look again, but yes, that actually happened in his life. Wow. So. <laughs> so anyway, I, you know, and, and which is a, bizarre, it's just bizarre, maybe. Uh, but the, the one thing I hated was the fact that Danielle witnessed her right. taking her time mm-hmm. and that that I mean, uh, I, I see that and I see exactly why she feels about her mother the way she does in well, this her, season. She felt that way already. Right. As but, well. but, but I mean, yeah. this is that this is that. You know, okay, if there was any respect for you, I've lost it. Right. No matter how much. Right. So, yeah. So, anyway, yeah, we, we definitely learned a lot of things. We're going to just go through these as quickly as possible because we got, what, four episodes four to talk episodes. about? Four episodes. I think you did them by couples. There did, 
by storylines or something. Well, I did. I, I I do notes like I do every other every episode. I have notes for each episode. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so we're gonna start off with episode twenty. Okay. I don't have the titles of these episodes, so I do yeah, apologize I to anybody out there listening. But uh, when you hear the stories, it may jog your memory for those of you who it's been a while. Since you've seen this stuff. Right. So uh, in episode 20, Tom and Lynette, the story's moving along. And uh, this is when Annabelle is introduced. This is the first time I ever saw Annabelle. Right. In episode 20. And uh, Lynette finds out that she's been working there for three months. And it just slipped his mind. He didn't happen to tell her. (laughs) Oops. Now, Annabelle, from what I understand, is... uh, Tom's love interest. I mean, you know, basically, she she was just madly in love with Tom. Tom obviously was reciprocating at least physically, uh, and she desperately wanted to to marry him. And, and he said no. He says, "I'm not the marrying type." But then all of a sudden, uh, Tom starts cheating on Annabelle with Lynette. Right. And suddenly he is the marrying type. And so, therefore, now they get married and forward that story along a couple years. And now here we are today, or in episode 20 a couple years ago in season one. (laughs) Here we are. Tom is now once again working in, uh, actually, his, his firm has hired her. And he hired her. He hired her. From, from what, just the way the, the story was presented was that he hired her. Right. And Lynette says, she's got to go. That's what she said. She said, and he says, <laughs> he, she's not going anywhere. And he, she says, listen, I will be there for every this, every that, every yep. this. And he goes, I better get you a parking spot then, <laughs> I shouldn't like I? That. But um, I liked when, um, when Lynette first found out that Annabelle was working in the office. Mm-hmm. And she says, as she's leaving, um, after they've kind of all had their their reacquaintance and she's leaving she looks at tom and says see you later and he's like i can't wait (laughs) i just the way that that was delivered was was funny it was good stuff it was funny uh then uh let's see here tom and lynette i'd like to see the videotape what oh okay so this is i actually put this in the wrong spot okay Uh, we'll get to the videotape in just a moment uh but i love how tom (laughs) says you know gosh lynette you gotta understand she's ancient history and it's like no she's here now exactly she's not history she's the present so i I, anyway very interesting story and then we move on to zach susan and julie is how i'm okay writing this okay that's that's where zach threw the gravel in in susan's eyes right (laughs) was that when this one was i think so yeah, you know what? He I was did, throwing the pebbles at. Uh, yes, and then she opens Julia. the window and he grabs a whole handful and That's just. That's nice. <laughs> what are you going to do? Donate a cornea? Yeah. Or something. I, I don't yeah. know what she said. But anyway, uh, let's see here. Oh, this is where Paul tells Zach that he's not, you know, basically he's like, no, we can't move, you know, because, right. you know, I, you're not going to mess this up for me. I'm going to be with Julie. He says, listen, she could have any boy. She's a special girl. You're not special. Yeah. That was hard. Not, not even close. Hard to watch. I think there are some times when you can really tell that, see, that Zach is not Paul's son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that now, since 
Mary Alice is dead. He kind of Zach resents. Is, he does. He resents Zach, and and it's more of a burden than a blessing now. Yeah, so. it's a shame. Now, of course, uh, there. Anyway, we'll we'll get to the finale, and then we'll talk about some of the unanswered questions that I have, which you probably already know okay. about. That I hope they didn't just drop. But anyway, uh, let's see here. Um, I just want you to leave me alone. Um, oh, that's when Julie tells Zach. Right. She finally says, listen, I don't want anything to do with yeah. you. He doesn't get the picture. But no, he doesn't. Uh, it, he, he's, he's persistent. Yes, and so much that he'll blow a up a kitchen. <laughs> yeah. So he goes and blows up their kitchen. And of course, uh, and then we find out hired Paul's. Mm, I don't know what that is. Oh, she hired Paul's private investigator. Oh, I forgot to finish investigator. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Right. And then, of course, uh, Susan suspects some funny stuff with Paul, and she's been warned to stay away from him. But she goes over and sits in his house and when invited in. We've already said she's not very smart all the time. She's not too bright. (laughs) Anyway, he gives her a bunch of lines and stuff like that, and... And sounds like she's about ready to accept it on. She goes, but I really would like to see that videotape. Yep. And he's like, listen, it's been thrown away. No, so, it hasn't. Yeah. Well, so what what do you think was on that videotape? I think the videotape was just an office party. And it probably would have shown Mary Alice only being called Angela. And it also would have shown um, Felicia, Mrs. Hooper's sister. Right. Yeah, okay. Because they did show, if I remember correctly, when when Edie and Susan broke into the house, they did show them, like, the women were in their scrubs. So, I, I could be wrong, but no, that's, that's, cool. that's what I want to remember anyway. So, there was a little bit of a flashback in this one. This is the flashback of... Uh, Mrs. Huber and... Oh, and her sister? And her Felicia. sister. Mrs. Tillman. Yeah. Right? And what was that flashback? I can't remember. The two of them discussing something. Her neighbor. Her okay. new neighbor. Right. And just f- figuring out that... you know why, um, She found... Mrs. Huber found the picture uh-huh. of Mary Alice with them and... She's and, like, no, that's Angela. We used to work together. And so then their story started to unfold. Right. And this is what uh, Mrs. Huber was holding over Mary Alice. Mary Alice. Right. She was blackmailing her kind of in the same way she wanted to black other, blackmail other people with certain measuring cups. Yes. So this is something, you know, this is her. St- so, you know, what goes around comes around, unfortunately, got her, <laughs> you know, put in a bag and buried in a park somewhere. That's right. So you got to be watch- careful how you treat people and uh, let this be a lesson to us all. <laughs> you think? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, public service announcement from GSPN.TV. All right. So we got some notes on Gabby here. Uh, sweet mother of God. What did you do this time? Okay. So what was that? Um, Who did she say know. that to? Did she say that? What did you do this time? Did you say that to Carlos? I love that we can't remember what we watched like four episodes ago, which really was just a couple hours ago. Right. Sweet mother of God. What did you do this time? What did she say that about? Hmm. I don't know. That was Gabby's line, right? I think. I don't know. 
I don't either. Yeah, honestly, I don't know right now. All right. Who should I be angry at? The, That's this, when she's the, talking to the priest. Right. She right? went to the priest. Yep. Yeah. And he can't help her. And then she finds out that her pills have been tampered with. So so the the whole sweet mother of God, what did you do this time? I, I, I don't remember what what she said that about. I don't either. And I, you have the line from where she talked to the priest before the line where she found out she was pregnant. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, you do. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Look, you've got... Who should I be angry at? And right. then found the pills tampered with. And then you've got. No, no, okay, no. here's the, here's the, I got these in order. Oh, it's, okay. Okay. I see. She, now I can the, see the rest of yeah. what you have there. Okay. Yeah. She found the pills tamp. She found that her pills had been tampered with well after she found out she was pregnant. Right. Right. But um. anyway, you've got the little quote there. She says, son of a. Mm-hmm. But that in that time, she's actually saying that to Carlos. Right. Um, I, I'm pregnant and it's all your fault. But that's actually the same line that she says when she's in the bathroom at the pharmacy and the test is positive. Right. Remember, she screams. Yeah. Son of a not so nice. Right. You know, um, from the back room and everybody hears her. You're out of toilet paper. That was fun. That, that was funny. <laughs> I want to know what she said, sweet mother of God. What did you do this time? That's going to bug me. Yeah. I can't remember what that line was for. Was that to, was that, that wasn't to John, was it? After, no. I no. Don't. The only thing I can think of is that wasn't it's, her line. That Maybe no, it was somebody it, else's. No, it would, that, I don't know. Because in that first episode, that's when, that's when, um, isn't it in that first episode when she was eating the salsa? Mm. I don't know. It all runs together now. We watched it like yeah. one big episode. I know. In, so well, let's just move okay. on. Okay, we're we're killing people here. All right, uh, Bree, <laughs> Rex, and George. Uh, this is where um, you know, in, basically, this all revolved around the pharmacy. And uh, George has this clerk that's working there, right. and she's not too nice. No. And uh, basically, he tells her to smile or else he's going to put her where nobody will ever see her. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. But George has got us some major issues here. I think? Yeah. And, of course, we know that he's doing something, you know, that he's changing his dosage. He's not giving what he needs to give. And I'm sorry, Rex, if I were you, I mean, you almost brought this on yourself. I know you suggested somewhere down the road that maybe changing pharmacies, but hello... That was in this episode. You don't get medicine from the guy who's hanging that your wife is having an affair with. Well, he doesn't know. He does at this point. He knows that George has an unhealthy interest in that's, his wife. That's you're very right. You do yeah. not. I he mean, should have changed pharmacies a long time immediate, ago. Absolutely. Yeah. That was just ridiculous. I mean, and it's almost his own fault that it happened. I I do believe. I think anyway. you just need to blame someone. Right. Yeah. And then um and then of course Bree, you know, she's she obviously uh gave so much agging this guy, leading this guy on. She really did. You know, and, and she's like You think losing a toe would be enough. Losing a toe. Remember he shot his toe off? 
Oh, did he shoot his toe off? You don't remember that? I do she remember. took him shooting? Yes, I do remember. But anyway, the fact is, she's, she says, listen, I've decided I need you. Yeah, uh, she thinks yep. she doesn't have an affair. She but anyway, that, that's episode 20. Let's move right into 21. All right. Susan's mom is in this episode yes. once again. And finally, we we def- find a way to get rid of her because she was annoying. <laughs> I mean, you can't have two Susan-like characters no. in the same show. Right. I mean, it's that just is Susan Susan Ovo. only works because there's one of her. Right. Yes. And uh, Although you will see her a couple more times, I think. That's a shame. But anyway, uh, I can handle an occasional okay. visit. That that would be all right. Anyway, Susan's mom's getting back together with Morty, and of course, on yeah. one condition on that one she condition. get herself a traded in ring. She didn't want his old dead well, wife. Well, come on, <laughs> come on. I know, I know. It, it makes total sense. I die. You better not be offering my ring up to anybody. Well, I'm else. not giving your wing to anybody. <laughs> all right, and then uh, of course the private inve- investigator. Buy her a new one. <laughs> the private investigator happens to be Paul's private investigator. And brings all the story stuff that uh, Paul wants yes. her to believe. Which and really should have been suspicious. And it probably would have been to anyone other than Susan. Probably. But when he is saying word for word exactly what Paul told you, you probably shouldn't. Yeah, you think? You know, go with what he's saying. Right. And then, of course, um, he gets paid to lie to, to her. To lie to her, yeah. Which is kind of funny. Anyway, um, Carlos blamed his dead mama. That, you know, that at least was don't up to it. Yeah. Come on, dude. I mean, she even went, she was so much she's going to go puke on her mama's on his mama's grave. <laughs> and did you see the look on his face when she left? Yeah, he was he uh, was pleased that she bought the line. Yeah. So. Anyway, Tom is going to be home late. Uh and, of course, this is the episode where we find out that uh, they have gone. Is this the 10 days? This is the 10 days. Okay. So they've had a 10-day hiatus in the bedroom. <laughs> and they've never been beyond nine days before. And Tom seems fine with it, but Lynette's got a problem. Right. And then, of course, Lynette says, you know, hey, tonight. And he's like, yeah, tonight. And so she is rushing around the house, getting the kids in bed early. You know, Dad and I have a special meeting tonight. Yeah. And Tom comes home and he's like, wait a second, let me uh, let me take a minute to get out of the work mode. He goes, OK, I'm ready. And then all of a sudden he's like, what's that smell? Yeah. OK, here here's the deal. I don't care how bad your wife smells while you're kissing her. You don't say what's that smell. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like a given. Yeah. Tom. Hello. He's lucky she even tried again the next night. <laughs> no doubt. Which I must say, the French maid outfit. Well, was well hold on. Funny. I still the first night. I still want to talk about the first night okay, because does he even to- know how much of an effort it takes to get four kids in bed at seven o'clock? Mm-hmm. Seriously, I don't think he does. I think she put forth some effort. I think so. She just forgot to take a shower in the midst of that. Exactly. Which you know, which is which is a shame. It's it's been a while. She's over where she's not thinking about it. Uh, obviously, he shouldn't be training her and teaching her. You know, if anything, you it's just not the appropriate thing. It wasn't the right place and time to have that conversation. No, no, it wasn't. So I mean, if you the if anything, take the lead. Suggest that you do it in the shower. <laughs> Don't there say, "Hey, go. woman, you stink." 
There you go. Let's go <laughs> grab a shower. You know, something. Yeah, exactly. Something. See, there you go. Stephanie, sex advice with Stephanie. I mean, seriously. Coming soon to a podcast near you. No, I'm sure that you've come home more than one time over the last. I've been I've been staying at home with our kids for nearly eight years, so I'm sure you've come home more than once, and I've smelled like baby puke. I'm sure I have. You know. Mm-hmm. But you know. It happens. It happens. So Felicia and Paul, Felicia and Paul, you know, Felicia's found out all this information and she's like manipulating Paul and she wants Zach for some reason. Why? I have no idea. She is. She deserved to be beat upside the head. She's creepy. I'm sorry. I didn't just say that, did I? (laughs) I think I'm rubbing off on you. Anyway. No, but I love the way that she, she's so funny and well, it's not just her. It, it's it's everyone on this show. Have a cookie. I'm gonna make you some pudding. Yeah. <laughs> like sweets will fix it all. Yeah, let's, you know, let's come get Brie a-, a big old chocolate cake, and the fact that her husband just died will will go. Away. It'll you all know, go it, away. The pain will all go away. Yeah. All right. So um, obviously, Paul's been manipulated by uh, Felicia mm-hmm. to just up and run. And then, of course, uh, Kendra tells Susan about Mike's past, which right. is Kendra is Deidre's sister. Right. Which it all comes down in the end. We find out that Deidre, which is, uh, I guess, the we don't, do I know her dad, her dad's name? I don't know if we the, know The her. guy that, yeah. that been, that uh, he's, Mike's he, been working for he's trying been to find. has been bankrolling Mike, yeah. finding who killed her? Right. Who well, killed or Deirdre. finding her is what the is what it started out. So as. it seems to me, from what we understand through the end of the first season, that Zach is not Paul's son after all, but indeed is Mike's son. Well, we don't know that. I do. Okay. Do you know otherwise from season two and on? No. Okay. You're smiling. He is. I know. He is. But you don't find that out in season one, clearly. No, I know you don't find it in season one, but they have to... I think it's in in season two. It has to be season two, episode one, that you find out for sure. Actually, I don't think it is. Really? Mm -hmm. They let it... But I mean, mean, it's clear. I mean, there's no question. I will tell you that someone finds out before Mike does. Ah, Susan, huh? It's very interesting. But I, I mean, it, that, to me, it's not even like. I mean, obviously, anybody listen to this. You, if you, we told you we're covering this one, so uh, if you haven't seen it, then then hopefully you wouldn't be listening. Exactly. Right. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's not even spoilers because I mean, it was that's as clear as day. As soon as he delivered the line, Deidre had a son. Mm-hmm. Duh. That right. Mike's the dad. Right. So anyway. I I just thought I it all it is like the big payoff, you know, mm-hmm. at the end. The only thing is is um you know, I feel for Paul. Paul seemingly didn't really have a lot to do with the whole overall scheme of thing. Yeah, it really was Mary Alice. And I and I wanted to see Mary Alice have it become more of a self-defense issue. And if anything, I think that given the fact that she had stabbed her, um, I think if they would have called the police right then and there, that that it could have all been cleared up, right? And and stuff. So I don't know. You know the, well, but no, I can, because they were they were under 
different names. They were living under different names. And, right. You know. Yeah. That's a shame, though. I mean, because because I, I, obviously that that could be the reason why she she committed suicide. She she couldn't live with herself anymore, knowing what she no, had done. She killed herself because Martha Hubert knew what she did. That's what. Exactly. Not because she couldn't live with herself. She was living with herself just fine. She couldn't live with other people knowing her secret. Okay. And blackmailing her for it. Gotcha. All right. So anyway, Mrs. Huber. Ah, Tell you what, that woman causes trouble wherever she goes. All right. Well, uh, I think think the whole story needed to be exposed anyway. Yes, it was time. I mean, they've been playing it out all season. They did. So it it was time. Yep. So Bree and George, um, you know, going back to that whole storyline, there is... Oh, this is where they're they're having the lunch and they're feeding each other. Yes, and... uh, uh, Bree's like going on and on about Italian this mm-hmm. and Italian that. George says maybe maybe we should go to Italy, and she goes, "I'm married. People would talk." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hello, you're look at what you're doing here in this exactly. restaurant." And then of course Edie sees them. Yes, and uh, she said, and, and Edie says, "Well, you're having an affair," and she's like, "I'm not having an affair. I just get together and we talk about my hopes and my dreams and my innermost thoughts." I'm not having an affair. But I'm not having an affair. Right. And Edie points out that she is. Yes. Edie is um, really good in this episode. She she wasn't so bad in that one. You're right. But um, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't know. the one thing that I liked about that episode is it just the Italy reminded me of it. But when, when Brie went back and was talking trying to talk to Rex then after um after Edie pointed out you know shouldn't you be talking to these things you know with these things with your husband and um so she goes back and she's trying to talk to Rex and she's like we should take a trip we should take a vacation do you remember our our trip to Italy she has very fond memories of that trip it was the last time that they were alone before they had kids and has a very great um fondness for that trip but he only remembers being hot and sweaty and something else i forget wondering if we should have spent our last bit of savings yes that's what it was um and so it's just how how we each relate to to things differently and and how in our marriage we do give up things for for the other and but 18 years in they were comfortable with each other and he wasn't wooing her anymore and she wasn't, you know, and so it was, I, I liked that. It, it wasn't this, it wasn't the overall story, but it was a very underlining theme for me. Right. And I enjoyed it. Yes. I, I enjoyed that story as well, but I, I really felt bad for Rex through the whole oh, thing. Oh no, absolutely. You know, the, the thing is, is it, it has been a long were time. Were you even I, listening to me? Cause yeah. you were kind of reading your whiteboard. No, I was, I wasn't looking at my whiteboard, <laughs> but I heard everything you said. Okay. I can repeat it all back to you. If you'd no, like. you're fine. All right. So, um, but I, I, I still, I, I, you know, the thing is, is that of course, George has lost his quote unquote wooingness. Uh, he, he's no Rex. longer wooing. I'm sorry. Yes, Rex is no longer. George wooing. is wooing away. Ju- George is wooing away. And Brie, come on, grow up. Well, I think she Get does. A picture. Anyway, uh, do they show us? And is George going to be dealt with in season two? 
Just say yes or no. <laughs> yes. Good. And you'll enjoy it. Good. I hope it. I hope he gets a Theodore Bagwell treatment. <gasps> hmm. Losing his arm and everything. No. Oh, okay. He loses more than his arm. That's good. Does he get the? Is he the guy that gets the picket fence in his back? No. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not till season four. George right. doesn't last that long. Good. I would love to tell you what happens to George. No, don't tell me. Okay. I want to wait and see. Okay. All right. So Felicia, even if you have to hate him more in the process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just to know that it's going to be good. It's coming. Good. All right. So um, uh, let's see. Go- going on to episode twenty-two. Okay. Felicia and Zach. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this we is have, after Paul's left, right? Right. Okay. Uh, Paul's left, and then Mike comes to visit, and yeah. Felicia shows uh, him Mrs. Hubbard's diary. Hoover. Says, I, uh, yes, Hoover. <laughs> Hubbard, Hoover, whatever. <laughs> Come on, Stephanie. It's getting late. I know. So I'm basically, sorry. she's like, do you believe in the death, death penalty? We don't have the death penalty. I know. Do you know where he's at? No, but, no, I, but know on, I know. It's going to be Thursday night. Right. So anyway. She orchestrated that entire thing once again she deserved the beating over the head yeah <laughs> i mean come on get out of people's business well yeah. yeah seriously you know what we didn't talk about though is that is that paul was giving zach tranquilizers oh yeah we didn't talk about him. that <laughs> clearly resentment you know that's not fatherly like well, the thing behavior. is, the thing is, is it wasn't it wasn't healthy for them to be there, and he wanted to get his son away, and and or did he want to protect his secret, or that too? Okay, I don't know. All right, so what else do we got? So Mike and Susan, uh, we had Edie manipulating the girls uh, to do an intervention. I know these master manipulators. We've seen Bree manipulate. We've seen Lynette and Gab. I mean, they are master manipulators, and they don't even know when they're being manipulated. No doubt. It was hilarious how Edie comes in and introduces it and makes them think that it's their idea. Yes, she did. And then all of a sudden, Susan comes in and says, blah, 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 blah. I'm happy and I love him. And I just, and you can see I all the ladies who are going like, oh, she's glowing. Yes. And basically, Edie's ticked. <laughs> this is the worst intervention I've ever been to. Yes, it is. So it backfired. And then, of course, we have Lynette trying to get Tom a new job where yep. she used to work. Ends up, however, losing... Once again, his opportunity to get the vice president position. Only this time, he not only finds out that Lynette's fault, it's Lynette's fault this time, uh, losing the job to Anna, what's her Annabelle. name? Annabelle. But also the fact is, is that his boss, his boss's uh, hands were tied behind his back the first time. Right. And that it wasn't his decision, but it was his wife's decision that he take away the vice president. Well, he also position. went after. I mean, if you remember, it has been a long time since you've seen that. He went after that position without even discussing it with her. He did. It was more travel time and and more no, time away. I, he went after that without even consulting his wife. He did. So she went behind his back and didn't consult with him and didn't get him the job. <laughs> yeah, but the, still, the yeah. I, how are they still married? That's what I'm saying. You know, how are they still married? I have no idea. 
But they they need to get rid of this passive aggressive crap and just start talking to each other. Yeah. But it seems like whenever one's talking, the other's not listening. Nope. And that just seems to be a constant problem with them. Anyway, you and I might not always agree. And we may sharply, bitterly disagree with one another. But passive aggressive just is not our style. Nope. Never has been my style. We lay it on the table and we talk about it. Yep. Sometimes even in a podcast. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, such as My Crazy Life number 333. 333. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Although you are, you did get in a better mood after that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. So anyway. And if you want to hear my apology, you can listen to Stephanie Unplugged episode 13. All right. Moving right along. Uh, George Brian Rex in this one. Oh, okay. this is where they're going putt putt, and he's oh, got oh my goodness, he's got a little extra well, putt putt in his pants. She's all <laughs> running her fingers up his back and touching him on the shoulder, and and then going <gasps> into his ears. Saying? She was saying "miss the shot" or something like that into his ear, and and he's totally turned on by her, and she's totally oblivious, even though her husband already said. Well, Brie, yeah. come on. Oh, well, and then we didn't in the other in the episode before um, was when or two. I don't remember. It, it may have been 20. But when um, he touched when Brie touched George on the shoulder in front of Rex. Yes. And he it, trembled. And then later um, Rex was telling her he uh, trembled. And you obviously you after touch, this yeah. many years of marriage, you still don't know when to lie to me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Y'all need to learn when to lie. You don't tell your wife she stinks. <laughs> and you definitely tell her you still tremble when you touch her. There you go. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, the time we have left. Oh, that was a good line about the, you know, the fact is, let's forget about this. You know, the fact is, is yeah, sure, you might die. And Bree says, but I, I'm, I might I'm, die. I'm going to die also. Right. And uh, let's just not focus on... Let's, let's spend fo- the time we have left being nice to each being other. Being nice to each other. Absolutely, because I think that these two... these They were two people who were still in love with each other. Mm-hmm. They just had a lot of baggage, which comes with 18 years of marriage. Right. You know? So... So then all of a sudden uh, we have uh, George lying to Bree. I forget what the direct lie was now, but... Uh, Oh, about the... Uh, in the grocery, uh, uh, about the... Yeah, in the grocery store, talking about what the doctors, what Rex mm-hmm. was telling the doctors and, the you know, everybody's talking and stuff. Right. And, of course, he finds this out after breaking into their house. Taking, Creepy. Taking, taking pictures, pictures of, of her, her underwear. Hello. Yes. Little weirdo there. Psycho. And then he finds the box. Exactly. So. And I have to say... And he changes some kind of prescription. Yes, and he did. He he Puts changed potassium his pills, pills or something mm-hmm. in there. Yep. And but I just I have to say that, that what what a married couple does behind their doors is no business of the pharmacist. That is correct. It's just not. I mean, people shouldn't be breaking into each other's house. Come on. I mean, come on, George. I I can only imagine what you're going to get in return for what all you've done. So, <laughs> and Stephanie just so wishes she could tell me right now. I do. I really do. All right. So George has a, or I'm sorry, Rex right. has a heart attack and Bree takes her time making the bed, yep. blah, blah, blah. Carlos and and Gabby. We have Gabby decides she's leaving Carlos, mm-hmm. speeds away in her Ferrari, but not before. He says, t- I'm leaving tomorrow. She says, I know. That's why I only packed one bag. No doubt. <laughs> 
And uh, and then of course she she says to him, you know, who you know who's saying that you're the father, right? And of course, he, then she steals uh, Edie's steals car. Edie's car. And what she say, you convict? <laughs> uh, so, no, um, he fell in. You fell in. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was funny. That was funny. And then he follows her and sees her hugging Justin and beats yeah. him up. And yeah, yeah. The cops bust in because. They know right where he's at because of his little ankle bracelet. There you go. So then we move on to 23. And then, of course, we find another flashback here. We see the whole story about how Deidre is all strung out on drugs. And she says, listen, you know, I'll sit here, check out my watch. She gets ready to leave. She goes, how about this? I'll sell you my baby. And they take her up on this offer, uh, knowing that she's going to go out and do some crazy stuff. They find her at a crack house. And she ha- and Angie happens to be at the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I thought that Angie was going to do something to Deidre then, but obviously that doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. She she's just fleeing. En- yeah. She's got to end up in the box somehow. Right. So it's three years later that Deidre shows up at the door. and then. The but whole- it does seem that sh- that Angela would have thought. What if she wakes up and starts that- talking? Or, you know, that, well, that she went on living her life in, in Fairview like... Like Deidre had already died. I know. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like she thought that she had OD'd. So that's what I'm thinking is that, and they didn't show us this unless you're not telling me about something else, but it seems like they, they kind of got a little hole in the story where, you know, they, they needed to show us. I think that, that she was certain that Deidre didn't make it, that she didn't come out of that, you know, that coma or whatever it was, whatever she was in. So because she didn't go. Because the the police says you state you you put police by her bedside, and when she wakes up, you're gonna ask her where that ten month old baby is. Right, and then she wakes up and she just doesn't tell them. I don't. Yeah, think that, that doesn't yeah. make sense at all. So anyway, so the hole in the storyline, Mark mm-hmm. Cherry. We want inquiring. Well, he can't people. go back and fix it. He can right now. Yeah, and season whatever we're in now. Nobody cares now. I do. Okay. I want to know. Anyway, I'm just kidding. I know. I we'll just accept the fact that you left that out. So. So now we got Felicia and and Zach again. Your father's not coming back. I'm gonna go make you some pudding. I love. I mean, she was. Oh, what a relief it is! Right over the head. I love how she's just like, I'm gonna go make you some pudding. Yeah. You know, like it's just gonna fix everything. And then, of course, uh, after then he beats her. yeah, Yeah, and of course, we learned that she didn't die. Which means that she can come back next season. Right. Which uh, is very interesting indeed. All right. So then uh, Zach goes over to. Now, I don't know to call him Zach or Dana at this point. But anyway. Zach. Zach goes over to uh, Mike Delfina's place. He's going to wait for her. And then all of a sudden Susan's there. So well, she had to feed the dog. Right. So Susan is holding uh, or he is holding Susan hostage until Mike gets home, which is at the end of season one finale. Oh, this is the finale. This is the finale. All right, right. So then we have the uh, that ladies moved in uh, from the my war my own worst enemy. The yes. TV show. I we've been watching my own worst enemy, and she, the character that plays Mavis. I'm I'm like I thinking in my mind. I know I know her from somewhere. I cannot think of where I'm I'm recalling her from. And then tonight we watch the finale of season one, and I'm like ah, that's it. 
That's where I know her from. So what's the... Is Mavis her character name on Desperate Housewives? Yes. Okay, so we don't know what her character name is on My Own Worst Enemy. No, Mavis is her name on My Own Worst Enemy. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I misunderstood. I misunderstood the question because... Okay, so we don't know what her name is on Desperate Housewives. Well, Edie said it. We just didn't write it down. Right. I just don't recall. I, I said we. Okay. So anyway, is she through... Is she? I guess she doesn't stay on very long. She hasn't been in any shows that I've seen She's before. She's in season two. And that's it? Okay. Are they, Is it going to be a racial thing that they're going to no. bring up? Because that's where I thought nope. it was leading to in this in this episode. It's not racial. Okay. But look at you. You're like that cat with that just ate the bird. <laughs> and you want to tell me more. No, I don't. Yeah, I, do. I want you to figure. I want you to see the story on its own. That's cool. All right. So moving right along. Susan and Mike. Uh, the voicemails. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> Creepy stalker girlfriend girl. The voicemails. <laughs> that was just like crazy. Uh, and then, of course, we saw Paul in the back seat. That's why we love Susan. Yeah. Though. But I loved, I, I want to say the fa- my favorite part was the interaction between Mike and Paul out in this. Yeah. This sand quarry or whatever it was. In the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. I loved that scene. Mm-hmm. Absolutely awesome. What was your? Uh, why was that your favorite scene? Uh, just, just the fact that you know Susan says Mike Mike couldn't kill him, yeah. and, and and he didn't, and he didn't. Uh, but I, I I think he could have, mm-hmm. and he would have had he not heard the story that he heard. Right. Which uh, you know, I, just just amazing. I mean, it it shows us that that Paul is not as creepy as we thought. And scary uh, okay. that Zach is a little bit more creepy and scary, uh, and it was appropriate for that boy to be put into the institution. Um, but uh, at the same time, we we understand why they didn't want him shrinking on his head. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's, it's craziness. But uh, but I tell you what, I enjoyed that. I, of course, knowing that Paul's still alive and Zach's still you know in the crazy. house uh, with Mike and Susan now. Uh, there's a lot still to learn about this whole little thing here with between this whole situation. Yes, so, there is. Uh, but I, the one thing, unfortunately, that I do know, and I guess it is fortunate, as I do know that Mike and Susan get through this and they actually end up getting married. And divorced. And divorced. And possibly getting ma- married back again once we get rid of this Jackson dude. Yeah, we got to kill Jackson first. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Zach will come back and get Jackson. You think? Maybe. We'll see. Girl, Carlos and Carlos. Let's you know how everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, or Cabby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that one's good. I'm sorry. Oh come on, you that gotta hi- give me a high five turtle oh, on that grief. one. I'm so tired of the high five turtle. <laughs> Let me tell you. Ah, uh, okay. She's like, listen. I am testifying, but you're doing this. You're on diaper duty. You're doing the bottles. You're doing this. He goes, wait a second, bottles. We we, we are you are breastfeeding. No, he right? says we. He says we are breastfeeding. He says she says, honey, if you can find a way to do if that, you can pull that one off. More power to you. I love that. Yeah, that was funny. She she's pretty funny. What did she say about something about I'm gonna get all fat? So I can be like your mama or something? You- yeah, when when this is after he made the lie that mama was the one who mm-hmm. messed with her birth control. And she says, I'm I'm going to get all fat in honor of your mama. <laughs> in honor of your mama, yes. 
Oh, boy. Okay, so Tom and Lynette. Tom uh, is at the arcade. That, yes. Can I just say, you know what? Okay, Tom is a total uh, donkey's rear end. Right. To say the very least. All right. So Tom, Tom is not my favorite character. He's had some shining moments in this first season that, that I didn't expect, and I'm hoping to even see more shining moments in the future. They're probably few and far between. But anyway, um, you know, I can I just say I understand the, where the guy's coming from in the arcade, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I, I want to say that I admire him for not going home right away. And I admire him for as calmly as he did well, say. Well, this isn't not going home right away. This is I lost my job last week oh, and I've been kind of fooling around. You're you're true. You're, you're so true on that. But anyway, um, here here's the deal. I, I still the the fact is is that he has not had this conversation yet with his wife. He's not prepared to have this conversation yet with his wife. And he says, "Listen, go home. Before I say something I regret, go home." Mhm. You know, but uh, you know, eventually they talked. I don't agree with the way that he handled the situation. <laughs> no. I've already the decisions already made. You're going to go to work. Yep. Boy, he has no idea what Not he's in. Not a clue. Oh, he is a stupid man. I would not want to be a stay-at-home dad. You could not pay me enough to be a stay-at-home dad. It is so fact, much more than taking care of the kids. And the fact that that job has no income, oh, my goodness. It has its shining moments. It does, but still. They're, just like Tom, they're few and far between. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I have to say there there are days when, I love when she says um I haven't complained the entire time. <laughs> yes, no doubt. You know, because because it really is like that. It's it's never ending the same things every day and <laughs> I'm sorry. So Bree and Rex, let's talk about Bree and Rex. All right. All right. I'm sorry for everything. Um and the best is yet to come. That was a great I uh, I really liked that. I loved that he knew in what order she would do her spring cleaning, you know? Yes. That even when even when she thought he wasn't paying attention, he was. Right. I that was that awesome. Was and then, of course, uh, he did find out that something had been, somebody had been slipping uh, potassium right. into his medication and or whatever. Uh, that I think that his medication... Well, been, and the doctor planted it. Who prepares your food? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so... Which, which is like I said, very, very, very sad. I, I'm telling you, I, I remember crying the first time, and my, my eyes even watered this time, when she, she gets the phone call. She's very polite to the doctor on the phone. Thanks for calling, you know. And then she goes back. She finishes the silver, puts it away on the shelf, mm-hmm. and then it hits her, and she sits down and she sobs. And she weeps, and it, it's that it's that loud cry that comes from way deep within you mm-hmm. when you're devastated like that. And then they pan to their wedding picture, and I cried again. There, there's just something. I mean, that was it was brilliantly written and delivered. Yes, and um, the the cinematography was great. With uh, I, I I cried again. Absolutely. Just that that's not a pain that I wish to feel. And I hope you shall not have to feel that. Thank Stephanie. you. Let's just put it that way. Unless I make it happen myself and then I probably won't feel it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
So that's that's our review of the season first one. season of of Desperate Housewives, yeah. which you know what? That was a pretty darn good season. Yeah, that's a pretty big cliffhanger for for a first season finale. Yeah. The good news is that we don't have to wait an entire hiatus yes. to see the rest. Um, I don't know when we'll get into season two. Um, well, I'm hoping we'll watch a couple episodes this weekend in Tennessee. I will. The thing is, is you and I have been just now talking about starting 24 on 24, mm-hmm. which means that, you know, probably soon we'll be watching 24, this two hour special mm-hmm. movie that we said we were going to watch. But you're saying we're only one season behind. I think 24? so. Well, I mean, we can go in and look, but I'm pretty sure we're only one season behind. Well, if we're only one season behind, my thought okay. is that rather than trying to catch up on some more Desperate yeah, no. Housewives, why not go ahead and do a whole... Uh, why are your eyes like racing back and forth? I don't know. Like, you're, <laughs> like somebody's following you. <laughs> no, I, I was just looking at, I don't know, stuff. It was just funny. They They were going very quickly back and forth. Anyway, I was okay. thinking, why not go ahead and do uh, this, just the one season of 24 that we missed? Okay. Well, tomorrow I'll look and see if it definitely is just one season. I'm pretty sure it is. If that's the one where President Palmer got assassinated, that's the one we missed, right? Mm, we started that one, right? It never finished. Right. I okay. think we missed two seasons. You think? I think we did. Mm, I'll, I'll look. All right. Okay, I promise. I'll look. All right. So... Folks, we we are we are on the verge. It, it, it's like a it's like a good seventy eight percent chance that we're going to do a podcast called Twenty Four on Twenty Four. Which what we would do? Well, I was pretty sure that we were going to do it. Right, but I thought we were going to start it tonight. Okay, but it's too late now. It is. So, uh, but anyway, the whole premise of Twenty Four on Twenty Four is that we don't have a lot of time to introduce yep. new podcasts. But if we're going to get into 24, it's definitely something we know from the past that it's going to be exciting to talk right. about. And we could, if we... Because we, we, we always f- need another show that's going to induce a heart attack. Exactly. <laughs> but the, here's the deal, is is that it, we would do the show and set a timer. And no matter how much we wanted to share or whatever... Listen, this thing's this podcast is going to be 24 minutes right. long. So anyway. That'll be fun. Or, yeah. Anyway, so um, that, that, yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. That is our final review for season one yep. of Desperate Housewives. Finally have some more backstory there. Didn't answer a whole lot except for, I think really It really the whole, wrapped up the whole Mary Alice. Yeah, it wrapped up the Mary Alice thing. It really gave me a lot more understanding of Bree's past. Um, really, I, I didn't need... I mean, I didn't learn anything a whole lot more about Tom and Lynette than, I mean, has, than has been alluded to in season five or right. whatever. Are we on six? We're on five. Okay. Although it was good to see the, t- the, the professional stuff. Anyway, we'll be back soon. Thanks for being a Plus member. <laughs>